0: Sports listeners, I'm your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Team. Please tune in every single Tuesday. Tuesday, This whole hour of sidebar Routine, athletes. Woo! Woo! And we're talking all athletes. We are signing in. And, (laughs) wait, today's been a crazy day. Um, We're almost all here waiting for Angela Miller-Bevan. I guess, would you say that's your new boss, right? Richard Elsner, at Mountain Stage Healing? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, wanted to tell us about that, Richard. You got a new job.
1: Well, yeah, it's it's very very exciting. I'm a, I, uh, I'm a an instructor at the at the Santa Barbara Braille Institute, which is a lot of fun and and uh, working uh, with and for Angelo, which is um, really amazing. She's she's the perfect boss. Um, and, uh, you know, I've, I've only I love had it one when you have here. So I, can't, I can't awesome. speak too much about it. Um. But, yeah, it's, it's great. And, uh, you know, I, I do not foresee a, a bumpy road ahead. <laughs> that was a Braille pun. <laughs> Shout out to the Santa Barbara Braille Institute.
0: Yeah, what a Which beautiful campus. They
2: have to do with anyone who's visually impaired. And it's not just about learning Braille. It's about learning life skills to deal with visual impairment. Yes. So it's a wonderful night.
3: Do they also support um, community members whose family members have recently become blind? Do do they have some kind of a support um, system for that? Yes, they
2: are a resource. Yep. Great. It's what mental, mental. uh, Uh, No, they're a resource to help people, help other, help sighted people, help the visually impaired. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and there's there's a whole uh, etiquette for how we should be uh, approaching. Mm-hmm. If you see someone who's visually impaired in like the Vons grocery store or something, and you think that they need assistance, there's a whole proper etiquette for helping someone. Number one, do not grab them. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to be grabbed. I
3: was gonna say, or, and don't grab or touch their service
2: animal, right? That's yes, I'm very do. important. Absolutely. Uh, a seeing eye
0: dog with a harness on on is a dog at work. All right, awesome. Well, best of luck, and thank you so much, Richard, for your service. We really Absolutely. appreciate you so much. Mountain Sage Healing, Richard Ellsworth is he's going to be coming back with his segment later on in the show. We've got Ed Langlow in the house. How you doing, Ed?
4: Very good. Nice. How are you? And
0: of course, I'm great. Thank you for asking. We've got Christine Marie a view from the deck. And how are you?
3: I'm quite well, thank you. I did some impromptu readings last night that were so wonderful. I just love it when I follow the flow, and so I just had. So I'm feeling all pumped and
0: ready for today. Nice. All right. Well, we'll, we'll what we'll do is we'll let Angela Miller Bevan, who just popped in, uh, we'll let her pick a card later on, also in the show. <laughs> Um, And I wanted to to jump first because of the date, you know, here we are coming in again on March and we have Dominique uh, here, which is is a great resource for information as far as planting and what we could do. Because the whole thing, and this whole experience that we've had to be challenged with um, getting into the ground, into the dirt, it really helps a lot as far as uh, one's emotion dealing with all the stuff that we have to deal with. So, right now, Dominique, what what do we need to be focusing on? We have our own master gardener in the house, Dominique Hackett. What do we need to be working on?
2: Well, um, oh, I'd like to point out if you Google Santa Barbara uh, Master Gardener, they have a really excellent resource. They have a newsletter that goes out sometimes weekly, absolutely every month, that lists the gardening activities for Santa Barbara County. So, that's really helpful. And then the second thing is, right now, February, March. This is a time when most people are preparing their beds for their spring gardens, and some people have already started growing seeds. A lot of people grow tomatoes and so forth that are really nice to harvest, and if you've never grown a tomato bush before, I recommend you start with a small cherry tomato bush, These will produce hundreds of small little tomatoes for you that are very delicious. So that's an excellent plant to begin your garden with. And uh, you can add in a little basil. You can grow. They have perennial and they have, uh, uh, we're used to the annual basil, but they also have perennial basil.
0: You know, back in the day when we grew up, we drank out of a hose and we didn't have gardeners. So when you grew up, you were the gardener. And we all had different sections in my house. Not only had to maintain the whole yard, it was a half acre, but I had my own section, and I did the tomatoes. So that's why I have this tomato thing. Okay, Dominique knows I like to have the big tomatoes. Erica enjoys the large heirloom tomatoes. I had the big tomatoes, but so we grew up on those, right? They just right. I just walk out in the backyard with a salt shaker and just sit there in front of that plant and that's lunch. Very delicious. So most definitely, and I can tell you, kids, parents. That's this is a great thing right now for our teens and our teen athletes. If you just designated a section and did a family project, because even a few pots, a a few few very rewarding, it's it's I don't understand. I mean, I can't tell you how many kids don't really know where I think that these vegetables come from Vons or that they have a short growing season. Yeah, they don't really realize. And I think Jackson uh, is very proud of his
5: his little he, he says to me, he goes. These plants won't die on my watch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's 14 14
5: and an athlete and he's busy, but he goes out there and tends to waters and does
0: everything. Sometimes he complains, but most of
5: the time he's happy about it. It's meditation.
0: (laughs) I'm telling you, these kids, you know, you, you probably can't say, "Okay, sit, meditate. But you could say, go and give life and service to something else. That's not yourself. It's the same thing. I mean, kids, you just need to get bonded and bound to the earth because it's going to really help during these next 12 months. Christina. Yeah. Um, Dominique, you threw out two words that I would love
3: to have some um, definition on because I always confuse them, which is annual versus perennial.
2: Yes. So uh, let's see. <laughs> Richard can probably tell me the <laughs> etymology of the words. But annual, think about yearly when people talk about um, the annual calendar or the annual event. So annual has to do with yearly. So that means that that is a plant that is going to grow for you and then it's going to die and it's going to give you seeds. And if you, have a non, uh, if you have a non-GMO variety that's not a hybrid, it will give you seeds that will grow the same plant that you planted. So that's annual. And then perennial has to do with living for a very long time and will continue growing through the various seasons that Santa Barbara has. So when I plant perennial basil, it is still green and giving me leaves that I can cook with even when my annual has died.
5: Great. Okay. You don't don't have any any critters then because... I have basil in my garden, and they, the, the chipmunks and the squirrels ate all of it, every last leaf. All I well, have we'll stick. have
2: to we'll have to experiment with a perennial variety for your garden and see if the perennial will survive. <laughs> I know. And Richard, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the basil is in the salvia family. Is that correct? Do you know that?
1: I think it is. Yes. Yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah. So uh, the salvia family uh, is quite vast and um, there are a lot of native species of salvia that grow very well. So I'm crossing my fingers that if we go up to the Santa Barbara Botanical Gardens and find you a perennial basil, you'll be very happy. Nice. We're
0: going to take a little break, but I wanted to give Namita with Namita's Cuisine a shout out. She's uh, launched her cooking classes. She's in Spain right now, rolling it out and uh, producing all of her videos. And if you send her an email or a go on her Facebook page and mention that you heard this, uh, you get a free cooking class. How's that? So it's authentic cooking. She's excellent. We, we love, we serve her uh, food. She's a co-host on Teen Sports Radio for almost 10 years. And we support you, Namita. And thank you so much for the wonderful gift that you've donated. So Namita, Namita's Cuisine. Just say Team Sports Radio and mention her cooking classes and she'll set you guys up. And she can teach in Spanish too. So if you prefer learning in Spanish, she has classes in Spanish as well. All right, great. Let's take a little break. It's Erica Salda, the Queen of the Team. We'll be back with a lot more after these messages. Give it all, And this is Santa of our teen sports radio show. I am your host, Erica Salt, of the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. Okay, yeah, I wanted to have uh, Angela Miller bevan pick the card like on on mine, so everybody that watches our Zoom can see. So she, she must have left, yes. yes. And now she's picking a card. She's outside. I guess she wanted to pick it out in the fresh air. And uh, the card is going to be picked here soon from Christine Marie of you from the deck. And for all those who've never been uh, have had the experience of a Tarot reading, she's it's outstanding. It's, so the, it's, it's, you could explain about the
2: idea is to trigger your intuition. And there are a lot of books written by various psychologists and therapists that are talking about how when we integrate our intuition in our problem solving for various things going on in life and work and so forth, we're accessing our deeper subconscious, which actually has solutions for us that sometimes our everyday thinking mind just isn't aware of. So that's right. why we make use of various intuitive tools to help us integrate all the different parts of our nature to come up with solutions.
4: Hmm. Sounds so like a Rorschach test. Yeah. Yes. Just yes. The inkblot test.
0: The, yeah, ink the whole blot idea test.
4: is not for you to identify the ink The idea is to stimulate and see what your mind does and where you go and how you logic out what the inkblot is.
2: Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. You can also take books. uh, You can take large encyclopedias or the Bible or some other book that you enjoy, Harry Potter, and flip
0: it open and point to a word. And frequently that will also trigger your intuition. Mm. So Uh, I I, I like it because when my kids were growing up, you know, we did rent a pony, then we rented the bouncer. Now my kids are adults. So (laughs) I read Christine. (laughs)
4: <laughs>
0: you know just gotta elevate a little bit you know what i'm saying all right christine we're drum roll we can't wait to see what angela miller bevin pulled okay she pulled the first card she pulled
3: was the king of swords Ooh, this is where she is right now right the king of swords it means that you've you're in a place of mastery in the thinking realm meaning you're integrating your body your mind and your heart (laughs) all together and that's really moving you forward in a really powerful and positive way so kings have are mastering their element and swords are the element of air and thinking and thoughts and you're being supported oh this is great too by oh let me see if I can find it here we go the um the three of wands (laughs) which Which is, darn it, which is um, a card about spirit. And it's a card about understanding that really, let's acknowledge, Angela, that um, there's a difference between learning how to juggle and juggling fire standing at the edge of a cliff, right? Anybody can learn how to juggle. I did. Took me four hours. I got a sunburn. It was in Anasquo Park 22 years ago. (laughs) If I continued to juggle and mastered juggling and then got into relationship with fire, because people who work with fire is a whole nother world, and then worked on my core strength to the extent that I could stand at the edge of a cliff juggling, then that would be what I would, you know, that would be the mastery of that. So acknowledge that what it's taken for you to get here has been a lot of hard work and
0: a lot of, um, she's going to cry. Oh, oh, she's good. crying! <laughs> oh, she's crying. Holy we water. hit a we hit a chord. <laughs> Yay! Oh. the holy
3: water's coming are my notes. They're Truth happy tears. Truth. Truth tears are beautiful. So let's acknowledge how hard you've worked and yeah. how much you've done and how much your life has served you to bring you to this place. Yeah. yeah. Thank you.
2: You know that's that's a huge thing in this time of COVID for people to step back and make their gratitude list. But part of their gratitude list should be a gratefulness to themselves for being willing to go through some very hard times and learn things that they never
5: imagined they would need to learn. I yeah. journal in the morning and every every morning, and I'll tell you, looking back on that journal, um, and I share this because I think it's important, is that I do three things I'm grateful for that day. And literally, in the beginning of that journal was, I showered today. <laughs> I, I I put clothes on. I took my pajamas off. And I mean, it. it, it is. It's, it's so important to
0: figure out and also what you're grateful, you know, to,
5: to know what you're grateful for and just stay
0: strong. You and know what inside. I love about you, Angela, is you, you always just tell the truth. You are the most authentic person. There's no masking about you. You know, when you fall on your face, you tell everybody, I just fell on my face. But you're in front of me now. You know, and it, it's that road, it's that journey that you have to look at yourself. I got up because everybody falls down. You know, there's, there's two images everybody wants to face. And I, I always like to, I mean, Dominique knows who doesn't fall down. And it's that sharing that gives the other people around you strength. Because I look at, oh, my, she got up, if she gets up, I can get up. We can all get up. So I, I learned something new
2: this week. One of my kids who's in college told me that he had bought a Zoom suit. And I didn't know what a Zoom suit was. Apparently, a Zoom suit is a a onesie that looks like it's a a T-shirt or looks like it's a jacket on top, but it also has a bottom to it. And the idea of your Zoom suit is that you don't accidentally come in front of the Zoom camera with just a shirt on and your pajamas (laughs) underneath. (laughs) So, so you put on your Zoom suit. I know that you are properly clothed for your class meeting. That's so wow.
0: That's awesome. All right. Well, we've got a lot of growth in Missouri. Uh Team Sports Radio is about community. It's about our kids and anybody who supports our kids. We've donated all of the commercials for the last 11 years, uh, bringing that up to Angela Miller Bevan. She's going to make an appointment at break with Dr. D to get braille back up there and uh and updated so uh let's do this let's take a quick break and they want to come back with ed langlow if only i'd known well- It's the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Eric Asalda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every every single Tuesday, Tuesday. 9 a.m. All right. If only I'd known is a mentor's moment. And it's led by co-host Ed Langlo. And I really look forward to your pieces every week. You've getting quite a you're getting quite a following, Ed. Uh, Joanne Stoltz loves you with Caldwell Banker.
4: Oh, right. really? Oh,
0: yes. Well, thank you, so Joanne.
4: Wants you to know. Yes, most thank
0: definitely. Thank you, Eric. It's always favorite nice part. to history. <laughs> Except for when my car's covered.
4: So, <laughs> That's it. If only I'd known as a mentor's moment with the teens with us remotely, as well as those listening into the show. And today's segment is based on the history of our high schools and the streets that uh, they're located on. Only I'd known when I was young how rich the history of our local high schools is. Let's start with the best high school in Santa Barbara, San Marcos.
0: Ooh. In, I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Hey, hey. I'm just kidding. I don't I think that's here. Uh, okay, okay. You're, you're right. You're
4: right. It's it's not it's not San Marcos. It's Dos <laughs> So San, San Marcos was built in 1958 59 and is located at 4750 Hollister Avenue. Most of us know that Hollister Avenue is named after WW Hollister, but did you know that Colonel Hollister was instrumental in opening one of the first schools in Santa Barbara? It was located at the corner of State Street in Annapamu. It was a kindergarten through high school campus, and it was called Santa Barbara College. Uh, Hollister also helped Fund the Arlington Hotel at the current site of the uh, at the Arlington Theater, and then in 1872 he helped fund the building of Stearns Wharf along with John P. Stearns. Foster was had a lot of money. He did a lot of uh, of uh, like private banking in Santa Barbara. Funded a lot of projects, made a lot of money, and not just in the wool industry, and then later in in real estate. So. He was the go-to guy for private money in the late 1800s, and back to Hollister <laughs> Avenue, which uh, it wasn't always just in Galita. It extended into Santa Barbara, and it turned down present-day Delavina Street, and was part of the first highway through town. And in the <laughs> 1950s, we lived on the corner of Ontario State, and I remember my mother always referring to State Street as the old highway. And today you can still go down. If you go down Delavina and on, on to your left on the east side of Delavina, Unipro cast into the curb are the names Hollister Avenue and 4th Street. They're the original curbs, they preserved them there in the parkway. And uh, it's to me, that's really interesting to be able to go down there and look at those original curbs. And, and Unipro was 4th because it was 1st, 2nd, 3rd, and 4th Street up from Mission. Santa Barbara High School got its start in 1875, again on Anapamu, but on the corner of De La Vina. Annapamu with its Italian stone pine trees must have an affinity for schools because in 1924, Santa Barbara High relocated to its current 40-acre campus at 700 East Anapamu, And the name Anapamu is derived from Chumash meaning the high ground or raised ground. The other entrance to the home of the Dons is on Canon Perdido. The Spanish word perdido means lost in English, and Canon can mean canyon or cannon. And in this case, it's the latter for lost cannon. In 1848, there was a cannon that was down by the harbor waiting to be shipped to Monterey when it was uh, taken and dragged into town by a team of oxen and buried at present-day Anacapa Street, where it remained lost for 10 years, hence the name Lost Cannon. And I'm assuming that it was on Anacapa Street, but it was probably at current-day Cannon Perdido Street, hence the the name of Cannon Perdido. Uh, and, And I've read some conflicting reports on exactly who made off with the cannon. One claims that it was a prank by use, but it's more likely that the premise that it was taken by clandestine soldiers for later use in defending Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara high school was attended by many sports legends like baseball hall of famer, Eddie Matthews, fullback Sam Baum Cunningham and professional golfer, Al Guyberger. Santa Barbara's Catholic school found its roots as Dolores Girls School in 1914. In 1920, it emerged as Notre Dame. Then in 1940, they let the boys in as Santa Barbara Catholic High School. And finally, in 1959, at 4000 La Colina Road, as Bishop Garcia Diego High School. Yeah! (laughs) Then Dos Pueblos was built in 1965 and 66. And when construction fell behind, DP students shared the San Marcos campus with half day sessions, which I remember I was attending San Marcos at that time. Dos Pueblos also made it into CIF contention. Their biggest challenge was probably in 2017 when the chargers football squad made it into the cif southern section division 10 finals losing a close game to quartz hills i'm ed langlow listening next week for more high school history on if only i'd known
0: nice
5: ed, excellent. hey ed was the the cannon on um cannon Ferdito was was that because the um that army base is right there across the street from the high
4: school? No. Um, that
5: didn't have anything to no, do with it? No, it, it would
4: have been. Well, not, no, there was no relation there. This, this was back in the 1800s. 84. and So um, it was uh, still a, a dirt road uh, and, a, and a Kappa was. So um, no, it was dragged up there. And it's, you know, you could argue a good case for the fact that if you were a soldier and you were going to save this piece of artillery, would you bury it in the mud? I don't think so. Um, So whether it was a prank, I don't think we'll ever know exactly what happened there, but, uh, um, but it was was in fact.
5: Yeah. When I was at Santa Barbara high, the best high school in Santa Barbara, (laughs) um, the prank that everybody did was we, we all stole or painted or did, horrible things to that cow, the that cow. The corner yeah, yeah. and yeah. when I was in high school they actually put it on a boat and took it out to the middle of the slough really put it on the island out there and so the, so the cow was out on the island
4: oh and the bird refuge they you
5: managed mean? to get the cow and bring him back and put him back up on that building <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah I think he it got damaged here lately so yeah, I don't what know I what the status is if they're going to be able to restore that cow or not
0: well i'm looking that's forward to you to digging through the, uh, <laughs> i'm looking forward to you digging through the alum archives ed and pulling up some teen uh heroes of their day you know to compare it to our day and our sports yeah so it's always that's nice that's to have some old to take
4: some doing i have yeah. um i have the the one lead that was uh twyla christensen And and when I talked to you last week, I was at her house. She's 95 years old now, still doing very well. And she told me that she used to collect the school newspapers in the 1940s, early 40s. She went to Santa Barbara High. And she said, I'm going to see if I can locate that album and and let you look through it. So that will be a good source, I think, for some information on Santa Barbara High in the 1940s.
5: I have a question. I'm one interested. More, one more in- famous athlete, though, that came out of Santa Barbara was um, Karch Kiraly. Oh
4: the yeah, yeah, the, the volleyball player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a list of them. I just I just named three of them, but in my research, I found several of of the athletes that were familiar names that went to Santa Barbara High School.
2: I'm also curious about sports that schools used to do that maybe aren't happening anymore, and and in particular, I'm curious if the kids in our elementary schools are still having
5: to learn square dancing is required at junior high level. Jackson had to, that was required, but we went on the pandemic. So he never learned square dancing. So he was uh, very oh united. <laughs> I hope he can recover. Um, we- in, 19, in 1984, which is when I graduated, there was not a girl's soccer team. So in high school, I did not was not able to play soccer for my high school so i ran track so that was a sport that came after that
4: oh yeah when i was in high school we there was no boys soccer team it was football was football football Mm -hmm. baseball basketball and they had we had a golf team but there was no soccer team in those days i think that would be the thing that you'll find is that there are sports that exist today that did not exist in earlier times, not the other way around.
0: Well thank you, Ed, so much. If you just tuned in, folks, we've got a lot more show. We'll be back with more after these messages. And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Eric Asalta, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in. Every, every single Tuesday. Tuesday at 9 a.m. Mountain Sage Healing, Richard Ellsworth is in the house. He does a little section on Richard's remedies. So, Richard, I've been having conversations with my friends of late this last week, and I just need some clarification because you know how to, you know, it, you could put up the science and you've read the science and you're in school right now for uh, health sciences, health sciences, uh, masters and it's integrated medicine, right?
1: Complementary alternative medicine. Yeah.
0: Complementary alternative medicine. Well, you're the most scientific guy here in the house. This is my question. Let's just look at a common cold. We won't even get into the virus or anything like this, but a common cold. Um, Can you explain to the people out there, because it just seems to be the understanding of how we catch things. Does it come from inside or outside? I think you came up with a perfect uh, metaphor as far as the fish in the sea. You could touch that. Um, Can you talk about that a little bit? How How do we catch the common cold? How do you catch the cold, the prevention of it and everything? And then I know you want to do a little segment on allergies, but let's just get that. Because the nature is, say she's sniffling. Here, just say, I'm not saying COVID, I'm just saying anything. And I, we've been around each other a lot. We've, you know, known her since, I don't know, t- 1997. I, I've been around her. She's been around me. I can't tell you dozens and dozens of times. Whatever she had, I never got it. Whatever she had, I never. We don't, see, we, we don't seem to be catching on. it. So what, so what is catching? So, from? yeah, let's just talk about that. Because yeah. we've got all the so we
1: we we have a bunch of uh, interesting uh, expressions in our society that that create the, these uh, images of of how our bodies work and health that are that are not entirely accurate and you know like like uh, you know you swallow something and you you start coughing and it you know they say it goes down the wrong tube or or, or something like that there's only one tube <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's the same idea with with catching catching a cold you don't actually catch a cold um if if you get sick from a cold it's you're not getting it from the germs of someone else that's that's impossible if if that were if that were the case every single person would be sick 100 of the time so it all starts with a weakened immune system so when our internal immune systems are weakened those things that we're coming into contact with all the time will start to affect us so Things like, like the cold, germs, bacteria, we're in contact with them, breathing them in, touching them. They're going all over us 100% of the time. It is unavoidable. Um, but we pre- prevent ourselves from getting that by taking care of our immune systems. And we catch a cold by not taking care of our immune systems when we're in an immunodeficient state from stress, from cold. A lot of people will say that, that they get sick after being in a cold room. They get sick from being in a cold room because their body is exerting a whole bunch more energy to keep it warm, so your immune system drops, and all of a sudden <laughs> and you're susceptible to those bacteria and microbes that are all around us all the time. So that's that's that little uh rumor dispelled.
0: <laughs> right. Lack of sleep, you know, what you put in your body, sleep, you know, lack of sunshine, right. lack of sunshine. Good. Christine.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: I just have a question. I know I had
3: heard somewhere that to build an immune system, especially in childhood, building a strong immune system is actually about being exposed to different things like having pets. Kids with pets actually have stronger immune systems. Kids who play out in the dirt and get dirty actually have stronger immune systems. So c- can you relate that to your
5: conversation? Kids who eat, kids who eat dirt. Kids <laughs> eat dirt and he's healthy. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. And I'm going to I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk um, um, in a little bit, um, a little bit more about about dirt specifically. But, um, yeah, so the things we, we know now through science that that through the fairly recent field of epigenetics, that every single thing we come into contact with is having a direct effect on the microbiota, the microbiomes that are all over our body. So that means that that we have bacterial mantles that are everywhere. And every cell is communicating with each other all the time to every external stimuli. Everything on the inside is is a reflection of what is going on on the outside. So what happens is is when we're exposed to these microbes and bacteria, our cells are receiving them and building stronger foundations, stronger immune systems. Because they're getting used to receiving multiple signals. And then they, they go through one of my favorite things to talk about, which is called hormetic stress. And hormetic stress is when you have a specific factor that affects your hormones and causes them to get to go like, whoa, like I, I didn't expect this. And they end up rebuilding stronger to protect themselves. When those cells rebuild stronger, our bodies are then stronger. So when we come into contact with all these different things, the more we come into contact with, the more diverse the microbiomes, the microbiota all over our body are. And then the more resilient they are to every single thing that we come into contact with.
2: So this keeping ourselves in a bubble, um, perhaps people need to realize that as COVID lockdown releases, we need to be even more attentive to the health of what we're eating to support our immune system, because now we're interacting with germs that we haven't interacted with for quite a while.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be an onslaught. I mean, people that have been completely sheltered inside, people that have been um, wearing masks when they're when they're outside, when they're when they're in their cars, they've not been getting used to the the bacteria that we're normally accustomed to. And, you know, whatever whatever your belief is and whatever your, your practices in regard to this pandemic is totally fine. But you have to be aware of of the consequences of of isolating yourself from these types of bacteria. So all of a sudden, um, if if this pandemic ends really dramatically instead of gradually, which it certainly could, and everybody rips off the masks and goes and starts hugging people and starts hanging out with people, um, all of a sudden their systems are going to get attacked in a really, really big way. So to look after their immune systems now to Um, you know, maybe take off a mask when they're outside to really just start paying attention to getting exposed to those those things that we normally have in our our environment that are actually supporting our immune system. This is really, really important.
0: Yeah, the biggest problem, the biggest issues that I see right now in the states that are still closed or quasi closed and not the 15 states that have been open since last fall is the mandate mandated use of masks during playing sports. And lawsuits are already piling up now in those states. Uh, We're not recognizing, I don't, I've really taken a deep dive in the science and this, it makes no sense to me playing full court basketball on a girl's team, forgetting about playing with now biological males. That's a whole nother show. Uh, But wearing a mask is just, it's just crazy. Even though when you look at some of the photos that I've looked at, um, you'll see in some cases where the mask is has dropped after you're running as hard as you can, it slips down. And my answer is, so was that a technical? <laughs> you
5: know <what> <laughs> I, mean, well, I mean, if you're it's really hard on those kids because I have an athlete child that um, it, it's, it's harder to run. It's harder to breathe. I, I just it's wouldn't. T- I'm blown
0: away at you, Angela Miller Bevan, because honestly, I would be that voice. I just would not allow it. And the only reason why is because I guess because of my history playing with boys, this whole left side of my face is silicone plating and that's wrestling with a boy. And then I got trucked twice on a basketball court with playing with boys. And I had two concussions and a separated shoulder. So no. I'll have, to, sh- I'll have to show you the three page letter that I wrote. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, you gotta
5: be kidding me. It doesn't because go. On. I, I used my writing skills for the good of the sport. Trust yeah, me. It's
0: not It's not your son who maybe can run on a restricted flow of oxygen. It's that other child, bigger child, 20, 30 pounds, heavier child that falls on your kid and he's at the bottom of the pot. That's all. That's all I have to say. So
5: I, I I really agree with what Richard's saying because I you know for our family and the decisions that we've made and the the people that we're around, we've made a point of not of wearing masks when we have to, but not wearing them when we're outside or when we're um, and we've been blessed we my husband just said this morning, he's like, "I can't remember the last time anyone was sick in this house, knock on wood, but I was like, I know." <laughs> But we have continued to, as a family, go outside, go walking, hiking, running, um, you know, and and take the mask off because there is going to be that time when it comes off. And we don't want to have our immune system immune systems weakened because we have been inside this
0: whole time. So since your uh, son's an athlete, so did they have an oxymitter in the uh, first aid kit In your first aid kit? Um, you know, I think I'm only allowed to say so much,
5: so um, they are practicing, they're still not inside the gym, but they, and that, as far as the first aid kit, I do not know that part, but I know that um, they practice, they're required to wear the mask on the court outside, and then once they come out of the gates, all the masks come off. So it's, okay, it's so a very
0: interesting... I would like, Richard, uh, put a little feedback on that, wearing masks mask outside, playing sports.
1: So, so Science. The, the really important thing to remember here is that one of the biggest immune system boosters is vitamin D. That means complete and direct exposure to, to sunshine. Um, that also means that we do need to be breathing in the things around us. Because, again, all of those things are building our microbiome. All of those things are, are protecting us. Um, and it's really important that we're getting the proper amount of oxygen. And, you know, there are, there are plenty of, of studies that, that show um, using a, an oxygen monitor, those, those ones that clip over your fingers, that the amount of oxygen that you're getting when you're wearing a mask is still within the acceptable range that, that, that medicine defines. But the problem is, is that it's still far, it's still far less than the amount of oxygen you would be getting otherwise. And our each person has their own limit for the amount of oxygen. Each person breathes differently. I don't breathe very much. I breathe very, very shallowly. So my oxygen requirements are a lot less. So I'm significantly more impacted by wearing a mask than certain other people. Um, so it's it's when you're when you're in a state of exercise, you're inhaling more oxygen. So it's, 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 it's even more critical that, that you're, that you're getting the, the full amount that you can take in.
0: Well, I just say, parents be aware, pick up one of these. All what's right. A, it's an oxygen. What's it called, Richard? It's a oxygen. Oh
5: oxygenator. yeah. We I,
0: no. You know what?
5: It's funny. We have one of those at home. <laughs> I didn't know what it was yeah. called.
0: So, but just be mindful because you know, you fall, you, we want to take care of our kids and that's, yep. that's, that's the big message here today. Let's take a little break. A shorty. We're back with more after these messages. Well now Our teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salt of the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. Last section, last batter up for the day. Richard Mountain Sage Healing. What are we going to talk about?
1: So we're going to talk a little bit about allergies, and I figured that in honor of being here with Angela and me starting my job that you know, I, I think it's, I'm, I'm, I'm on the clock, I guess. So I, I really should be using the word braille a lot. <laughs> so I'm going to give you all a quiz and try and get some interaction with everybody. And I'm going to talk about allergies. And I want, I'm going to call on one person randomly to tell me how many times I, I use the word braille. Okay, here we go. So the first thing with allergies, most people um, are familiar with the concept that allergies have to do with a reaction to histamine. So what we really want to, pay attention to is the things that we can do to lower that histamine. So one of the things is eating three apples a day. Apples have something called quercetin, which drops your allergy levels significantly, that inflammatory response. Um, so you know there's that expression, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. I like to say three apples a day keeps the doctor away. That's three apples usually equates to to about a pound. Um, another thing is nettles. Now we're we're moving into spring so it, it is going to be nettle season very soon. Um, they're still pretty small right now, but you you want to get those those fresh buds and fresh leaves. Um, they're they're recognizable usually by by sharp jagged edges. Um, you don't want to they're stinging, so you don't want to grab them with your bare hand. It's it's you know put put a glove on. Um, you can pick them and put them in stews. the The interaction with heat will actually kill the volatile oils. Um, so you can put them in stews or make them into a tea. Um, that popular tea brand, traditional medicinals, also makes a tea. So you, you can, you can um, buy that at the store and that will also help your allergy levels. The other thing is vitamin C. I mentioned vitamin C with everything and we really need to be taking way more than we think we do. So bumping that up to probably, I don't know, God, like, like four grams, um, you know, of like a powdered buffered solution would be, would be perfect. Because um, when you have those histamine reactions, you end up with these bumps all over your skin, kind of like braille. And it's, it's just really, really important to, to pay attention to that and, and, and lower that reaction. Um, so, so now um, I want to uh, uh, braille you of some ideas that, that can help you to, to lower those histamine levels. So, um, histaminum hydrochloricum is a really great homeopathic. Um, it's the holy braille of homeopathics and it will really, really help you to, to drop those levels. Um, bee pollen is also really great. You can go to the, the farmer's market um, and you'll get bee pollens that's actually made from the, the flora um, that are around us. So, it, it's helping you. you. You take like a teaspoon, dissolve it in water. Uh, drink it every day, and that will acclimate your system. Um, and a final thing is um, probiotics and soil-based probiotics, which I also talk about. Um, so there you're getting um, those those uh, those uh, microbiome um, enhancement fr- from the, the, the nutrients that are in the soil, which is really, really fantastic. So how many times did I say Braille? Dominique.
0: <laughs> Three. Wrong. Well, I, I saw a, like, competition
5: lady. Her face got like this is radio. But if you could see Erica's face, she was so intense. I thought it was we like the game. We have five. five. Game. <laughs> We're I must have
0: heard echo. I thought it was five.
4: Two. I counted I five, five
0: yeah. times. <laughs> So let's give a shout to Braille because we love Braille. uh Dominique has been um teaching Braille for how many years now? Uh two, two years now and we have a we've got we've got a house full of brailleans. So yeah, we I'm, I'm at Braille and then this is our uh
5: new Richard's our new independent living skills instructor. So, so wanna if we want to, we have to write thing. a check, Angela, can, how how we get a hold of you? Um you can contact me um at Braille. My address is 2031 Delavina or you can reach me by email and you can go to the website Braille Institute. Um, slash Santa Barbara.org and you can thank click you. on the donate.
0: Yay! Yay! Angela Miller-Bevan, we thank you. Mount Sage Healing, Dr. D, of course. We're nothing without you. Ed and Christine Maria. Guess what? It's time for lunch. God bless you all. Smile. Make somebody happy today. See you next week. <laughs>